um, unsuccessful telephone call. Oh, so, no. No. <laughs> Alyssa, uh, I want to announce it here for us. Alyssa is uh, missing in action in the field. Um, uh, if she's playing Valorant, I'm going to fire her. Oh my god! I don't have that power, but I tried to get my cat to come guest star so she could talk about the game she was named after, but uh, her only comment was "meow." I can get one of my two cats. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, but are your I cats named cat. after this video game? No, unfortunately. Wow, not a true gamer. Oh man, like. poor um, Noodle. <laughs> she lit. Yep. Oh, she just texted me finishing a game of Valorant. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh man, Riot really takes her lives away. Yeah, um, both the employees and the players. <laughs> Christ, um, do you, do you work for Riot? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, that's good. Uh, so anyway, um, I guess she'll jump on. I think she can join mid thing. Hopefully, um, until then. Uh, welcome to Game Busters. This is a podcast from GameLuster.com. If you're new here, each week what we do is have a panel of experts on. We do a deep dive into a game or franchise that we love, or maybe we just want to talk about, or maybe it's topical, and we're riding the sweet SEO wave. Um, we're not doing those things this week. I think sort of we are. Final Fantasy Origin, Stranger of Paradise, whatever the fuck it's called, is coming out next week, I think. And so a demo just came out today. Demo just dropped today. And the grand opening is tonight. That was a joke for one other person. Uh, I hope they're listening. <laughs> okay. So anyway, I'm Nirav and I'm your host as always. I will soon be joined by my Amazonian co-host, Alyssa. Um, and today we're joined by loyal Kingsglaive soldiers, Kate. Hi, I am Kate and I am uh, but a man of no consequence. And uh, Jacob. Hey, I'm Jacob. You can also notice Tats. Tats and... Uh... I'm here. Talk about 15 music. <laughs> All right. Very cool. So, yeah, while we're waiting in the room here, we will uh, let's just jump in with uh, what we're playing this week to, to warm up. So, uh, Jacob, why don't you kick us off? What are you playing this week? Oh, boy. Um, I'm playing a game for a game club thing for GG app Unsighted. I've also been playing uh, some retro Smash 64. Interesting. Is that on my emulator or with? Yeah, and my crippling addiction to Final Fantasy XIV continues today, <laughs> today, as it will every nice. week until the end of time. Um, very cool. Are anything interesting going on in Final Fantasy right now? I know Ed Walker came out a while ago. Oh man, I can't talk about this because I'm afraid of spoiling people who are listening. But uh, yeah, uh, we're having a new patch is coming for the game that's great for newcomers. That's going to uh. For the current patch, you're able to, like, for trials and dungeons, you're able to have NPCs play instead of queuing up with multiplayer and other people for your first time through a dungeon or a trial. It makes it easier if you want to keep it a solo experience. They're mm -hmm. adding that to the beginning of the game, and they're going to be adding it to every expansion. I think it's going to be really cool. It will make it so that newcomers can stay solo, play it and stay solo if they want to. Okay, nice. And are, are you the one who wrote our like unofficial GG guide to Final Fantasy fourteen? No, actually, that was my sister who wrote that. But I appreciate uh, <laughs> I appreciate that you thought it was me. 
I don't know. You're the one posting it around, so I just figured. Yeah, I, w- I want people to have a good time in Final Fantasy XIV because if um, while I do like the game, you can have a miserable time if all the wrong things happen. Right. Sure, sure. Um, okay, cool. Kate, what have you been playing? Uh, I am hovering on the cusp of 400 hours in Stardew Valley, my beloved, and... <sighs> I am approximately 50% of the way through 13 Sentinels Igus Rim, and I understand nothing. <laughs> I possibly understand less than I did when I started that game. Have you gotten all the characters yet? I'm not sure where 50% leaves you. Uh, I have one, I have 12 out of 13 characters unlocked, and most of them hovering at around 50% completion on their stories, which is why I went with halfway. Oh but boy, you're in really, for some stuff. Really, I understand nothing. Yeah, some stuff coming. I have only played the first like third of that game, but I will get back to it one day. I promise. I will. All right. Just, uh, just other stuff going on. I don't know. I really like the game. I really like the story stuff genuinely couldn't get into the mech rts stuff honestly yeah Um, i um i've been doing all of the battles on call with with some friends who've already beaten it and that's really been helpful i've really only been able to get through the combat with their assistance yeah that's fair well anyway okay one second here you forgot to say what you've been playing lately or narav oh yeah um, Elden Ring. It's Elden Ring. It's Elden Ring, yeah. Oh, also, it's pronounced uh, Nerov. Nerov, sorry. No problem. So, uh, yes, I like a basic bitch. I have been playing Elden Ring with everybody else. Um, it's good, it turns out. Oh, this looks good. <laughs> and they have one said it was good, and it's good. Um, it's, a, it's a really good game. It's very refreshing. I'm not a Dark Souls person. I have not enjoyed any of the Dark Souls games. I did not enjoy Bloodborne. I do really love Sekiro. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I did not like Demon Souls either. Jesus, that one. Ugh. Um, but the new yeah. one or the original, the, the new one, I've not played the original. Mm. I've not, not touched it. Um, yeah, this, this game is just like fantastic. Like everything about it is good and I have some complaints about it. Sure. But like, I don't know if it deserves tens from so many places, but it is, it is great. It is actually great. And I think it is accessible for pretty much most people. Like if I can, if I can play this game, you can play it too. <laughs> um, it's a, uh, it really does allow you every time. Look, I just keep saying this every time that things get hard, you can simply just get on your horse and leave. <laughs> There's, there is never a situation in which you're stuck somewhere. Like, it is a completely open world and it is one of the biggest ones I've ever seen. And it's like discreetly crafted too. It's incredible. It's not like repeating zones or anything. Um, and you can just go anywhere at any time. And like, if something's too hard, just turn around and go somewhere else. That's it. Best advice I can give you. Anyway, everyone should, uh, should buy that game. I've been just talking about it with people and I was at a, was at a wedding last weekend and I just by talk just by talking about it I had I sold six copies of Elden Ring. <laughs> um, wow, that's yeah. uh are you a PR department call... for from software? Yeah, I should call from software that maybe yeah, they'll they hire said, you. They said my checks in the mail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, I you know what? I actually had a weird 
it's a little personal, but like I had a weird sort of experience this weekend with that, realizing that I had done that. And like, I gained a lot of confidence because I was like, I, I am so good at selling this game to people. I could, I could sell snake, snake oil to a fucking snake if I wanted. And like, why don't I ever put that sort of dedication and, and fervor into selling myself as a person? And I was like, I, I could do it. And then I, and now I, and I do. And I did. You know what? I feel great, actually. Elden Ring saved my life. That's great, but I am worried the headline tomorrow will be Nero Nir- got bitten by a snake. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> the snake works for me. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway. So, yes, uh, that's what I've been doing. I've also been playing Horizon Forbidden West uh, here and there, which a lot playing alongside Elden Ring really brings into stark relief how much... I don't like about the game, unfortunately. Cause like I loved Horizon Zero Dawn. That was it was like such a good game. And like I think Forbidden West is still it's it's so sad because it's better than the first game in like every way, every single aspect, but I like it a lot less <laughs> because I've like I'm just playing it alongside this and I'm just like, Alright, open the map. There's a check there's a check mark here. Let me go see what that is. Alright, I'm here. There's a floating green marker above this person they have a quest oh i should go here on the quest okay all right let's go and just like i don't know i think i think elden ring is making me kind of hate video games just the other video games oh no i wouldn't go that far (laughs) (laughs) no it's making me realize that i don't actually that like so much of what like open world games usually are is just not necessary (laughs) like you don't need you don't need quest markers. You don't need waypoints. You don't need a quest log. You don't need any of that stuff for the game to be good. Um, just you can just go. You can genuinely make a game where you can just get on your horse and go. Um, so yeah. Could it, could it also be that what as someone who hasn't really played Elden Ring at all at all, I'm not really a Souls person, and I kind of dodged that game a little bit. I'm more and more interested by what you're saying about it. But that kind of have that kind of game as it seems to approach open world is like it feels like it creates the world first. And then it, instead of making it tailored to the game itself, it also yes. is its own beast. It is. And I think wor- that might be some problem with other open world games is that they kind of struggle to keep that together. Yeah, I think you're right, because the, the story of this is like you are one of hundreds of these tarnished like these people who these these wretched people who are trapped between life and death and you have returned to the land like many of them to seek the the fragments of the elden ring and reassemble it and you are just one tiny insignificant piece of this story and in fact not even a piece of the story at the beginning like you're you just start off being nothing and you are you slowly work your way up by by getting stronger and stronger as you go and start to become somebody like i just beat the first boss tonight and you know, he's like, did his like little monologue and everything. And he's like, you are the, f-. it's like, oh, like you haven't, you know how many other lowly tarnished have, like you have come to face me. Like I, I you know, I, I don't even blink when you people come to me. Um, But like more than that, it's like the world is, yeah, like living around you. Cause like I even saw such a, such an interesting thing. Like there's these two uh, Titans that were like chained to this carriage and they were escorting there was like a royal guard around it and they were actually just going from one place to another place like 
it was not a quest. It was nothing to do with me. It was just a thing that was happening. And I just kind of sat in the bushes and watched and they were going from one castle to another castle, like across the map. And apparently like, this is now the Elden Ring episode. This is the Elden Ring episode. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome, everybody. Anyway, like I said, see, this is what I did, though, right? I just talk about this game and people just buy it. <laughs> anyway. I'll be sure to dig up uh, something out of my couch for, for 60 bucks worth of yeah. <laughs> I think that I think it, I'm guessing it'll be like half price in a few months if FromSoft is is anything to go by their history. So, um, anyway, yeah, keep an eye out. Uh, Alyssa, are you here? I am here. I am very sorry because first we were supposed to do this like on Saturday, and then we rescheduled today, and then I just thought it was ten thirty. So I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And what and what time is it now, Alyssa? Can you read the things? Um, it's ten forty, mm-hmm. but. In my defense, I was playing a Valorant game and I didn't think it was going to last as long as it did. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, what have you been playing this week, Eliza? Is it Valorant? I mean, okay. yes. I'm sorry. Things do not change for me. I play pretty much the same things every week. And, well, I was looking forward to Marvel or um, Midnight Suns, but that got pushed back until the later half of 2022. It was supposed to come out. Oh, uh, was it? Oh, man. Back. Oh, yeah. great. Someone's fantasy I really wanted to play broken. the nice ones. <sighs> I, I'm actually kind of excited for that game. I know people are like getting weird about it, but it looks good. The cinematic was amazing that they put out. Like, what was it back last August? Yeah. I was I got so hyped because of the cinematic. I just want yeah. I'm just glad. I'm just I like seeing the like Marvel characters do something different. You know, is all like yeah. You know, and acknowledging the X Men like in Whoa, the Marvel let's universe. Slow down. <laughs> um, okay, so you missed my. Uh, Let's see, like, I'm going to guess 12-minute rant about Elden Ring um, and how good it is. So I think surprisingly, I feel like I know more about Elden Ring than I do about Final Fantasy, to be That's honest. That's good. Keep it with you. Keep it with you. We'll, um, we'll have to, for Alyssa in this one, um, Alyssa, this is a weird, so today we're talking about Final Fantasy XV. Um, this is a very weird beast. This game was in development for 10 years, which we will talk about. It was. It's pretty much the definition of a development hell situation. Um, yeah, because like I know there's like how many games at this point? Is it like 16? sixteen? Is not out yet. So fifteen is the okay. It's not fifteen out. was the last mainline series entry. Uh, well, I think seven remake would count as a mainline game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So two two games ago, basically seven but, remake, and now it's going to be uh, Strangers of Paradise. Oh yeah, and- yeah. So we'll talk about that a little bit at the end too. So fifteen is. Uh, was a, a huge game though when it came out they really really were trying to push it you know um so yeah we'll, we'll talk about all that um what do, Alyssa, what do you know about final fantasy just i'm pretty positive i watched like i guess like basically a movie of like the cutscenes for one of the games and i cannot remember for the life of me which Incredible. one it was which one what was um, happening in it I think Sephiroth was okay, in it. Okay, it could be so. either Final Fantasy VII Remake, or it could be Crisis Core, or it could be... <laughs> yeah, it, well, it I was going to ask if it was the, the Final Fantasy XV movie, because there is one of those, but yes, uh, that hasn't got any that. Sephiroths. No. No, I... I, like I literally think it was just like all the cutscenes like pushed together because one of my friends made me watch it. Like we used to have like movie nights, and, and that was the movie. Cool. Excellent. <laughs> that was. I mean, she loves Final Fantasy, so I was like, okay, cool, I'll watch it with you. <laughs> and even though I have no idea what's going on, but. Is like each game a different story yeah. or does it all kind of like follow? With no, it? Okay. 
Well, that, well, that makes it's, it very accessible. It's one accessible. of those franchises where uh, they're like every single entry is like, we're just going to make a completely new world and, and a new characters and everything. Yeah, there, and there might be one or two things that connect them, but they have no continuity. They're, they're mostly just like references to each other because yeah. they're, they're not in the same universe like mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. You say that, but the original draft of... Final Sorry, Fantasy Final Final Fantasy. Yeah, we'll get to that. Final Fantasy Nobula, called... Final Crystallis. I don't know. No, but <laughs> Nirav, it also literally had a character named Safe Roth for the longest time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <sighs> Alyssa, what if I told you that this game is a part of the Final Fantasy Fabula Nova Crystallis series? Awesome! <laughs> <laughs> is that a book series? Is that a manga it's series? No, it's everything. It's oh, everything. okay. It's not okay. <laughs> um, the original iteration of it was, but yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's let's get into it. So, uh, Kate, I don't think you've been on since we started doing this, but we are going to kick off with the pitch meeting. Okay. Um, so, what we do here is Alyssa and I are executives at Square Enix, and you and uh, Jacob are going to come in for a meeting with us, and you have uh, you are going to be pitching us your original, basically pitch for for Final Fantasy fifteen, what it's going to become. So the year is 2006. Please put yourself in that mindset. All right. It's a road trip, but make it sad. Uh, yeah, please come in and sit down. <laughs> so uh, I like the energy. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, so Alyssa, I know you guys are going to be this time. Sorry, Alyssa, are you going to be like a, you can be like a Moogle this time on the table. A Moogle. Okay. Where's our intern? I, I'm getting oh. kind of emotionally attached to our intern. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? There he is. There he is. Okay, intern, can you go get me some coffee or something? Okay, I'm sorry. You should have got it before. <laughs> I don't so, like him very much. I don't like the I character. understand that you guys like love their more. previous project, 12. Yes. Um, Everyone loved it. Final Fantasy 12 has just released, and uh, people are, are certainly talking about it. Mm-hmm. I do like the number 12. Thank you, Moogle, for that input. <laughs> so what if... Yeah, what Ellie, is, we Ellie made... really wants to be part of this pitch meeting. Okay, imagine, sorry, setting the scene. I'm, I've turned around in a big chair and I have a cat in my lap. I'm stroking. So are the, uh, the, the upper echelons of Square Enix just actually villains? Yes. Well, yes, we'll get into that later. <laughs> so just imagine you and your, you and three bros in a car. Best bros. Best bros. Just in a car, mm-hmm. and you're going to be traveling across a whole world, and you're like royalty, sort of. I'm like royalty, or I am royalty? Well, we'll get into the details later. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to be traveling around this world, and it's like open world sort of idea of like traveling with a car, and it's it's going to be beautiful, gorgeous, and the music is going to be, uh, we're going to get someone great. <laughs> Yeah, who, who's big these days? Is it Florence and the Machine? Let's get Florence and the Machine. <laughs> Don't forget Yoko Shimomura. Yeah, we we've actually we actually talked to their agent. the The Machine is free. Florence actually is scheduled out. Oh, so we'll just be we're just going to be having the Machine for this one. Oh. Um. Okay. So this is an open world game, though we haven't really done that before. Nope. Well, we can try our best. We can look at other games and try to figure out how we're going to do our things differently. That sounds like it's going to require a lot of crunching. I'm in. <laughs> I take a single coin out of my pocket and flick it at Nirov's face. 
hopefully he catches it. I'm going to hold on. Let, let me see. I'm going to. Um, there we go. I'm sorry. I'm getting out my dice bag. I'm going to roll a d20. See if I can. <laughs> the five. I, I know it hits me in the eye. Okay. And, oh. and, and you and your friends, these boys who are going on this trip, we're going to make them all hot. We're going to make them all pretty. We're going to have one boy for each of your types. We're going to have your skinny goth type. We're going to have your big muscle daddy. We're going to have the British one. We're going to have the sunshine one. We're going to have boys, and they're going to be so pretty. Uh, You had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. And they're totally not gay, I swear. Oh, yeah. None of them. (laughs) Promise. Promise. I swear, I'm going to wink with with my undamaged eye. I'm going to wink big at you. Yeah. (laughs) Now, this is how you 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 got an eye patch. It makes you look even more (laughs) humble. They'll be the occasional woman, but mostly these four guys. And oh, oh. And one of them will be shirtless. Oh, yeah. One of them will be shirtless. (laughs) And he will be ripped. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Throw everything else out. This is the game. And uh, (laughs) I think we'll call it Final Fantasy Versus 13. For that the PlayStation great. 3, the current console. And this is going to definitely, definitely be a game. Now, I'm, I'm going to pitch to you a bunch of villains, and you're going to reject all of them but the last one, because that's what happened during development of this game. What if the ripped one was evil? Mm. Uh, what if the smiley one was evil? But I don't know. What if Sephiroth but again? Hmm, interesting. What if the main character's dad was the bad guy? Mm, no, I think I want him to die. No. Okay, okay. You've rejected all my other villain pitches. What about a totally irrelevant old man who's not actually connected to the action? And can, is can he be hundreds of years old? He sure can! <laughs> and have no relation or bearing to anything that's going on. Oh, like, absolutely. He can be the <laughs> least relevant character in this damn game. Excellent. I like this idea a lot. I think this game, we're going to, we're going to put a, let's put a three year turnaround time on this game. And I'm sure this is going to be out in 2009. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm so sure of that. I'm going to announce it at E3 this year in 2006. And and we think that's a great idea. Oh, Square Enix mogul. We we think we can absolutely get this game out in three years. <laughs> what did I tell you? A crunch, baby. Crunch. Make sure, and, we're, and just to make sure to follow industry trends, we're going to make it a CG trailer. Ooh. Yeah, people love that. They like not seeing the gameplay right when you announce it. Oh, mm. no, no. Oh, cinematic. Just lots we, we, of longing shots of these boys and a sort of city and just very... Very vibes, very aesthetic. We need some quote from some very, very well-known writer. Yes, to have I in the trailer for hundred percent sure. Uh, uh, Namora, Namora, what do you got? How about Hamlet? Hamlet. <laughs> you know what people? You know what gamers love? They Hamlet. love Hamlet. They love Hamlet. Um. All right. Let, let, let's uh let's green light that and we'll look that we'll just uh get that going um also Alyssa, i'm gonna send you a picture here of the boys i don't know if you've seen them or know them from memory if cloud is her best character can you also send her best character because i'm yeah, gonna be talking sure. about him a lot so she needs to know him wait is the blonde one not no. <laughs> totally unrelated, <laughs> totally unrelated. <laughs> different totally <laughs> there's more than one blonde person <laughs> This is the villain, Arden. 
Oh, this is the love of my life, you mean? He looks like kind of like one I, of the people. I promise from, uh, that Prompto is no relation to Cloud whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa, if you Google trash Jesus, he'll like come him. up. <laughs> he does look a bit trashy. I like it. Well, love me a trash. That's the man. love of my life you're talking about there. I said that endearingly. <laughs> <laughs> not trash. Google trash Jesus. Oh, Wait, so the guy. The guy with his shirt open, he's oh not- Oh my god, right? he does come up if you Google trash, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> he's the third result! Fuck you, Nero, why did you know that? Um, it's a- uh, I- 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 wow, wow, yes. the algorithm. Oh my god, I didn't know that! Okay, okay. um, Alyssa, just so you- just to get you familiar with these characters, these are our four main boys, this is our party, and you are these characters the entire game, okay? And mm-hmm, they are mm-hmm. best friends forever. This is Noctis on the left. He's sort of the the emo one who's the prince. Okay. Oh, they all have very, very ridiculous Latin names. Every like, oh, even yes. the most it's funny because these four boys and, and most of the other main side characters all have these big dramatic Latin names and then like the people they meet on the road. He's like, Hi, I'm Cindy. <laughs> and Dave. They meet Dave. Okay. Wait, what is Noctis' last name again? Lucis Kylum. Uh, uh, That's okay. a name. And then the the um the next guy over there, the the ripped muscle boy, is a uh, is it Gladio, right? Gladiolus Amicitia. Yeah, Gladio. Oh my Gladio. God. And then oh, and names. then Ignis is the smart one. He's Ignis one. Scientia. His last name is just he's the British science. one. Yeah, he's the yeah, British he's one. The British. He looks British. He looks British. His name is Mr. Science. Um <laughs> <laughs> and then Prompto is the funny one. Prompto Argentum Quicksilver. Yep. Cloud. Cloud. <laughs> so, anyway, Cloud if he was way funnier and way less moody. Yeah. No. Okay. So uh, let's let's get into the shit here. Um, so we'll we'll come back to the additional media stuff at the end, but I do want you to know, Alyssa, that when they launch the, you know, when you're making your new game, and you should, what you really want to do is try to get a whole multimedia experience created for the game before you even know what the game is. So sure. The halo, the halo treatment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Look, there are, there's the final fantasy 15 universe. Come with me. We have a feature film. We have an anime series. We have a VR uh, tech demo project, multiple mobile games and an abridged version of the game. Uh, And then the novel that came at the end, Dawn of the future. Which was. Uh, we also have a fishing game. There is a fishing oh, game. Oh, hell yeah, I love a fishing oh my God, game. I forgot that. And okay. uh, a prequel, like, really basic game about the main character's father, and a crossover with Assassin's Creed, and a crossover I forgot with the Assassin's Final Creed crossover. 14. Okay. Oh, so also, when the main character goes to the Tekken universe to fish. Uh, you know, when you log into Assassin's Creed Origins and you go to the festival and. Uh, there's a chocobo there. <laughs> you know when that happens? Wait, that actually, that actually happened. It was, oh, an, God, it was a timed okay. event, but yeah. No, the assassin there the Assassin's Creed event in Final Fantasy was a timed event. The Final Fantasy crossover in Assassin's Creed Origins is still there. And oh you can God. still find trash Jesus sleeping in a pyramid. Oh my god. It's still there to this day. As you can tell, Alyssa, this game's gonna be very successful. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Okay. So this game was originally directed by Tetsuya Nomura, uh, began production in 2006, like I said, who also created the story concept and the main character designs. 
So Nomura was like, I want to make a dark Final Fantasy that will satisfy my 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 more emo urges, right? Um, initial development was like moving very slowly, and yet, only months after coming up with the concept, um, they insisted on revealing it with a CG trailer at E3 2006, um, before they even knew what the game was. So um, that was good. That was good. Uh, the original name of it was Final Fantasy Versus 13. Um, and it was going to be part of the Fabula Nova Crystallis Final Fantasy franchise, which is a smaller franchise inside of Final Fantasy that consists of three games. Are you following me? Trying. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Trying it's so hard. easy. It's so easy. Um, anyway... This game, as you can tell, is going to become a mess, but please stay with me here. Um, so in 2012, they were they were still working on Versus 13 and then realized that it sucked. <laughs> and basically what happened is that Square Enix went through some restructuring. They moved around their studios and departments and Nomura left the project um, because they wanted him to work on something else that he might be able to make uh, and, you know, release. Wild. So um, originally this game was being made for the PlayStation 3 back in 2006. Um, but in 2012, when this transition happened, they moved over to uh, to a new engine, the Luminous engine. They were previously using uh, Square Enix's Crystal Tools engine, and they were built. They started building for next gen consoles, so PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Um, so this is pretty crazy. They assembled after the after the um, change of platforms. Um, Hajime Tabata it was the one that, that came on and took over. Um, but here, let me see here. You know what I want to say first? Let's let's do our little roster here. I do want to point out the writer in this. What's really interesting is what happened with the writer, Nojima. But mm-hmm. I assume you'll get into that. Um, yeah, let me. Uh, I'm about to list off our, our cast members here when we when we assemble the dream team. Um, and yeah, if you have anything to add, stop me at any time. Okay. So, directed by Tetsuya Nomura at the beginning, produced by Shinji Hashimoto, who is the creator of Kingdom Hearts. Um, if you remember our Kingdom Hearts episode, how there was a Square Enix executive who happened to be in an elevator with a Disney executive, and they came up with the idea for Kingdom Hearts in the elevator. That was this guy, Shinji Hashimoto. Um, Yoshinori Kitase, who did Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasies 6 through 10. Um, and then we had the CGI cutscenes directed by Takeshi Nozue, who had previously worked on, yep, Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, everyone's favorite film. Um, I want to stop here. Has everyone seen this movie? Yeah, yeah, I've seen Advent Children, yes. I have also. I have also. Um, I don't... What, how does everyone else feel about it before I talk? <laughs> I think it is not Nojima's finest venture. Let's go with it. Sure. <laughs> Why not? Um, <laughs> Nojima being the writer of Advent Children, yeah, was uh, um, it certainly was a film that you could watch. And so, anyway, movie this is with characters and it's and, a movie with characters. There's a beginning, middle, and ending. That's all. And, and Sephiroth is in it. I give it he tiny amount of points for Sephiroth <laughs> is in fact in it. It has pretty good music. It's using Uematsu's music. He was yeah. he did the composition for most of it. It is kind of pretty. Okay, good, good review. So the music, however, was composed by Yoko Shimomura, um, who previously did the music for Street Fighter 2, 
the Kingdom Hearts trilogy, Xenoblade Chronicles, Super Mario RPG, and Legend of Mana. So pretty awesome roster there. Um, she is very cool. She's not very well recognized, but she is kind of one of the like underground greats in Japanese game composition. Um, I, think, I think she's a bit more recognized than that, but she's she's probably every time it, there's a video game composer's conversation, she's usually up there with Uematsu in terms of because of her credit for Kingdom Hearts and Xenoblade. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, the Kingdom Hearts music is like really well known. Um, but uh, the script was written by our regular Nojima Final Fantasy scenario writer who had written scenarios for Final Fantasy 7 through 10 or helped on them in some way, who had done Kingdom Hearts and Super Smash Brothers Brawl. The most interesting about him is that the only one where he was the only writer was Final Fantasy 8. So if you're interested in just unmitigated Nojima, that's the game for you. are uncut Colombian Nojima. Yeah. Check out Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah. Um, I have not played that one. Uh, has have, have you guys played that one? No. Yes. Is it good? I do think it is. Inter- it is a, I, I would not say it's bad. I do think it's a very, very interesting game that has sure. more things to say about it ever, as time goes on. Fair enough. Okay. So um, art director Tomihiro Hasegawa and then mechanical designer, blah, 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 Takayuki Takaya and event planning director Jun Akiyama. Basically, these people had worked on a lot of Final Fantasy stuff before. They had assembled a a dream team within Square Enix to make this game happen. Um, we'll see how it goes. So uh, like I said, there was a lot of uh, staff reshuffling in 2012 um the director left the project and of course um tabata came on as the new director he was the director of final fantasy type o which is something i'm not familiar with at all does anyone ex- have any experience with type o type zero whatever yeah i make typos a lot when i'm writing. uh type zero is not a game i've touched at all i haven't heard great things about it though i haven't either and that's why we put this guy in charge See, my thing is that I haven't actually played any of the other Final Fantasies, which is possibly why I like this one. Because it's a good game, it's just not a good Final Fantasy game. Oh, God. Although he did work on Crisis Core, and I did think Crisis Core was a decent game, so that's not a bad record. It's not good. Um, (laughs) So, by by the end of 2012, almost everyone in a key role on development had been replaced. um, With a few people holding on from the previous team. By 2014, they uh, Square Enix had 300 people working on this game. This is this was a big major venture, and they yet they still didn't have enough people. You know what we need for this game? We need more people. <laughs> so they brought in support studios: Hexadrive, who did engineering; Xpec Entertainment, who did world design; Plus Smile for building design; Umbratech for graphics; Avalanche Studios, who made Just Cause and Mad Max, to do the vehicles and Streamline Studios for tech development. The car is good. It was easily some of the most outsourced development that Square Enix had ever (laughs) had on a game before. More more people is better. That's what everyone says. It props to the people who did the vehicles, though. That car is fun. Yeah, Mad Max is good. Play that game. (laughs) Um, So um, this is an interesting little tidbit. It's not really important, but Yoshitaka Amano designed the starting version of the logo and the title image based on the themes like back in 2006. And then there was an internal joke uh, on the team that it was the only thing that remained constant during the 10-year development cycle was the logo. (laughs) Um, But at the end of development, Amano designed the full logo that fades in in at the end to connect the original Final Fantasy XIII Versus idea with Final Fantasy XV as it was made. 
Um, so like the you know the you know the the famous ending logo after you beat the game of what happens to it. Yes. No spoilers, uh, but here's a spoiler. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll try to avoid as many story spoilers as I can. Oh, I won't. Okay, then uh, that's fine. <laughs> Alyssa, I hope you don't want to play this game. I mean, have we not? I don't, maybe, maybe we might not have done a good job selling it so far. <laughs> There's just so many. There's only. There's I mean, only like, I know 15. that you don't have to play all of them because they're all different. Yeah. But. You don't. You can play them in literally any order you want. Um, okay. So, um, Tabata talked about the team setup, and he said he created a horizontal team with a non-hierarchical staff because he felt that it would speed up the exchange of information and feedback. Um, this was met with mixed reviews from the development team. So essentially the structure of the staff was that Tabata had 300 people working directly for him. Um, Nobody worked for each other. Um, Some people were really excited about this and others felt like it was, uh, you know, not good. (laughs) Um, I don't know. How do you guys feel about this? Because this is not the only studio that's done this. Um, Valve 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 does this. Monolith Soft does this now. Oh, they do. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Monosoft is kind of known for this and the sort of you work whatever you want role as opposed to a hierarchy. You work on what what you want to work on. And uh, for it's not unheard of and it's not that it doesn't work, but that's a lot of hands. That's a lot of people to try that sort of staff structure on 300 over 300 people. Yeah. if Alyssa, I had what, been on that team, I would have been the person who worked on Gladio's abs and nothing else. Nice. Um, Alyssa, how many people do you think you could directly manage without their hands getting lost? Uh, I don't know. I guess it depends on what kind of work I'd be you're, doing. You're directing <laughs> Final Fantasy XV. Well, that, oh my god. That, that takes a lot of people. I don't know. It, I, if, to me, it feels like when stuff like that with not a hierarchical structure, it's as good as the management is. It is as good as whoever is in charge who is managing it. So if that That's person true. does not do a great job, it's it's a it's screwed from the get go. Right. And I don't want to throw a bunch of shade on on Tabata because like I don't think this like whole thing is his his fault or anything. Like he he inherited something that was like kind of really like unstructured and um, switching directors halfway through any project I don't think has ever been good. I can't think of an instance where it was good for the project at the end whether it's like a movie or a game or anything. Um, but anyway, so Tabata said in an interview later that he was basically just playing it by ear and uh, was given basically nothing to work with when he started off, when he, when he took over the project. Um, Which is weird because Nomura had ideas. Like, Oh, he had a lot of ideas. This was going to be like a dark mafia royalty mob story with gray morality and themes of betraying family and trust yeah it's 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 a a large scope it had definitely had a large scope we got none of those things in fact there is zero mafia in this game there's not even a single mafia guy uh i am gonna make you an offer you cannot refuse i love when cloud looks directly into the camera and says that in this game (laughs) Yeah, Cloud, who is definitely mm-hmm. a character in this game. 
he it's him that he's he's feel, older now and he's i feel a bad for people who are fans of prompto that we are assassinating by calling him clown i like prompto not all blonde men are the same man <laughs> they look exactly the same the hair is just a little bit different it's the face that's different okay <laughs> okay in Alyssa's defense in Final Fantasy Dissidia if you have Noctis and Cloud on the same team Noctis will comment on the similarity between Cloud's hair and Prompto's really? yes yeah. oh so it's canon what she's saying? you're garbage I'm- ha let's well, go Dissidia debatably canon but <laughs> whatever okay look so while 15's story was, of course, similar to the other entries, Nomura had originally wanted to create more realistic characters. And he said he wanted to make 15, quote unquote, about men in the real world. <laughs> just men, be, just boys being dudes. It's really just guys being I'm curious guys. how far he was going to get with that concept with Nojima writing. Not, I do like Nojima's writing, but I don't think Nojima has ever written anything like that. I you feel mean, like we got a Goofy's couple good moments one? of guys being oh, some man. dudes. This this game has a lot of moments of guys being dudes that come out I really mean, well. He succeeded. Like if you wanted to make guys being dudes, I mean that he did. That happened. There were guys. They were dudes. <laughs> they bonded. Right. They cooked. They ate a lot of cup noodles. They, yeah, they played. They played their fucking PlayStation Vitas together or whatever. Yeah, like I mean, we make fun of him for for this like not particularly Final Fantasy as goal, but man, that's one of the aspects where the game succeeds is the yeah. bond between these dudes. We'll get to the bond between the dudes. <laughs> um, so, um, of course, they redesigned a lot of characters in 2012 when they did this flip over to making a new game. But the most notable change was the replacement of the original heroine whose name was Stella Knox Fleuret. Uh, pay attention, Alyssa, please. This is important. And they replaced Stella with Luna Freya. And they look the same. They're the same. They look the same. But well, they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't quite, even though the, they redesigned some of the characters, it was still Nomura in terms of overall character design. And I think that just stuck between no matter yeah. what. I don't think they ever were going to escape that. Yeah. So um, we'll talk about Luna later. Um, you keep saying we're going to talk about all these things later, but what are we, we talking are. about now then? We're trying to talk about the, the development. development cycle, and then we'll talk about our feelings about uh, about Luna and how they did her dirty. But when do I get to talk about trash, Jesus? It's later. <laughs> later, please. All right. Okay. Wait Look. me when it's time. <laughs> okay. Nojima had said that um, there would be that he would be content as long as the overall concept remained faithful to the original, uh, uh, like basically as far as changing the story. So he wanted the the concept and the themes to stay over even though they were rewriting the story basically from scratch. Um, So this game is very unlike all the previous Final Fantasy games because those ones usually jump between different character groups, uh, whereas this game focuses entirely on the central cast of these four characters, and basically anything else happens off-screen. This is pretty unusual for the series, but this was chosen to make the main cast more compelling to create a narrative based on, on what they were experiencing. So... Um, this is also different than the previous games. The playable cast is all male um, because it is a boys only road trip. <laughs> Listen to me. You get in the car, you crack open a cold one with the lads. You're driving down the highway. 
There's a big chicken on the side of the road, maybe. I don't know. Are you are you feeling it? Okay. <laughs> now that everyone's in a good headspace. <laughs> um anyway, so Nomura had this wish at the beginning for a road movie vibe based on an experience going on a road trip in his youth um with the bros you know he basically just wanted to relive the road trip he had in real life with the lads <laughs> but in the most expensive boondoggle of a video game ever um the uh so the clothing for the characters was designed by hiromo takahara who was the lead designer for the japanese fashion house rowan and they uh went with adopting western fashions for this idea the costumes were actually another thing that remained the same these costumes that you see in the picture here are the same costumes that were designed for the characters in 2006. And uh, you might say, yeah, it looks like they came out of 2006. Um, okay. Anyway. Um, is everyone here? No one else is talking. I'm here. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just struggling to follow. I'm not struggling to follow. It's just... okay. We'll get out of here soon. I don't know I'm waiting until the part where you let me talk. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, I'm, okay. Look, we have a system here. We have rules. I don't know. That's why I'm being good. We got to get through the whole development cycle. Yeah. Which is really long. Normally, normally we'd already be pretty much at the end of that part. But this is the, this game. Sorry. Can I just say quickly, this game has an entire Wikipedia page that is just the development of final fantasy 15. And it's maybe like 10 pages long. Yeah. So we're not even going to, if, if we just talk about the development cycle, we're not going to get to anything else on this podcast. Over this is this is hundred citations for that. This is <laughs> yes. This is like the chibi, shitty version of this game that we're talking about. You know what I mean? What is that one called? The chibi version. You know, I'm talking pocket edition. Pocket edition, yeah. where everyone looks terrifying, like weird shapes. This is Game Buster's pocket edition. <laughs> <laughs> we're all chibi people. <laughs> so just pretend. How much do you think it would cost to get someone to make us all chibi people? Uh, I'm just getting good. Is that artists. in the budget? I've got a ton of friends who are fan or like good artists. Okay. He well, gives his head in pocket edition looks like an onion. Oh my god! Make us chibis. Oh, chibis. we have a uh, actually we have some money for commissions now because of our sponsors. <gasps> it's time. Yeah, and now a word from our sponsor. Has this ever happened to you? Oh, come on, what's happening to my ping? Are you winning, son? Shut up, mom. I'm trying to play the hit MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV, now available with the free demo up to level 60. I'm doing a raid with the lads, but my connection's getting throttled. Oh yeah, the ISP does that when you use too much data in one month, no matter what plan you have. What? But I've barely played this month. I may or may not have been wrecking noobs in Apex every night for six to eight hours with the squad. Most of those noobs are 14-year-old children. You're a grown woman. Whatever. Either way, we're getting like three megabytes down. Ah! Gamer rage! What are we gonna do? There is a solution. And that solution is NordVPN. What's that? Is that another DLC for Assassin's Creed Valhalla? Stop making them, that game's too long as it is. Nope. NordVPN protects your data so that you can't be tracked by anyone, not even your internet service provider. 
And it's the fastest VPN on the planet. That means that no matter how much data you use, your ISP won't throttle your bandwidth. And it protects you from DDoS attacks too, so you can dab on the haters while they miss you with that shit. NordVPN works with Mac, Linux, Windows, iOS, and Android right out the box. And you can even hook it to your router to cover you while playing on Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo Switch. Plus, your Wi-Fi networks will be protected from outside attacks. So while Luigi Buttmuncher69, the bastard, won't be able to hack your router to stop you from reaching Diamond. If you follow the link in the description, you'll get a special deal for gamers only that gets you two years of NordVPN for 70% off to celebrate their 10th birthday. So stop fighting your own ping and start fighting the red team. Wow, we're saved and for such a reasonable price. Now I can invade my idiot friends in Elden Ring for hours on end. Thanks, Mom and Mysterious Announcer Man. Don't mention it. Have fun gaming safely with NordVPN. And now we have returned. Whoa, it was so fast. Wow, it almost felt like no time passed here. It almost felt like that. But, of course, of course, you'll find that uh, right around a minute and 52 seconds have passed. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, Alyssa, also, I got our money. We got paid. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. I will distribute that to you. That's some good stuff. That's some good, good hey. stuff. <laughs> How much cup noodles can I get with it? Um... In Final Fantasy money, um, it's about it's about. Uh, wait, how much are get? How what is the conversion rate of gil to dollars? Does anyone know? No. Okay. Do you think gil are more than rubles right now? Yes, I think oh, so. My God, <laughs> I'm gonna type gil to dollars. Okay, one gil is point zero zero two United States dollars. That's not a good. It's not a favorable. It's nearly conversion a five hundred to one ratio. Oh my! It's yeah, not I a favorable conversion rate. Why so many cup noodles? <laughs> okay, so back into it. The game's uh, summoned monsters, which were referred to as astrals, are supposed to play like an integral part in the story, as opposed to just being a monster that you call into battle. So yeah, everyone call out their favorite summons in this game. I like the ice lady whose name I forgot. Shiva. Shiva. Ah, shit. Someone took Shiva. <laughs> I, I like Leviathan because she's awesome and you can summon just an entire giant water dragon on your enemies and the boss fight against her is a frigging triumph. It did look cool. I'm looking at the, the summons. Yeah, just kind of Google just Google Shiva but turn on your safe search. Um, <laughs> yeah. Otherwise it's going to bring up the, the goddess, right? It's, um, an it's, an it's an interesting thing God. that like the summon monsters in um 15 were yeah were, as you mentioned were like something that were like care uh, like characters yeah. in the story as opposed to uh something you fight something you just uh can just call and use as a summon it's interesting oh. because 14 would do that exact same thing of making them characters and they do it better I don't know about she better. They some better and some way worse. Wait till we get to talk about the canceled DLC in the Dawn of the Future novel and I can scream about what they did with, with Bahamut. <laughs> Alyssa, you better not be simping over there. She's pretty. <laughs> Woman after my own heart. She's beautiful. How dare they make her so pretty? <laughs> um, 
big blue lady. I love me some big blue ladies. Okay. So You got really far from the mic there. Yeah, I did. Give me one second. I'll be back. Yeah. So while, while 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 he takes his time, what's interesting is that in fourteen, like uh, I, to compare, just as a point of comparison, fourteen in the MMO in uh, two point with a realm reborn, since one does not one point no longer exists. It is now referred to as the nightmare era by the developers. Um, in two the summons are primals, like they're primal monsters that are terrifying and nobody ever wants to summon them because they're really really bad they're really really bad things oh um and they all but they all have individual quirks and characters and they're all attached to like uh a beast tribes or races in the game like they summon them Mm -hmm. because they are they summon them because they think there is no other option they revere them as gods sort of they are revered as gods in FF15, but they are unfortunately gods that over the years have become more and more distant, more and more estranged from humanity due to a mix of dissatisfaction with humanity's prod- progress and the influence of forces from outside their control. But they do go with the whole, these are our gods. Yeah. Understandable. Right. I would also be disillusioned by humans. Fair enough. So, um... The central theme of this world, how they decided to build it, was fantasy based on reality. So this I'm going to talk about. This is, I think, so the two major things that I have to say about this game that are great, that are excellent, are one, bonds between boys. And (laughs) secondly, the cities, the the, the, the cities they created. Mm -hmm. So um, Alyssa, I'm going to sell you on this game right now. You ready for this? Oh, yes. Are you just going to send her a picture of Altissia? I am. (laughs) Okay. Alyssa, what if you could go... What if I told you you could go here to this town? Hold on. Wait, I'm sending you some street pics from Google Street View. Oh, that's that's wonderful, like, design. Holy shit, that's pretty. This is a pretty, pretty game. It is a very pretty game. Yeah, gorgeous Um, looking game. Holy shit! How oh my, how did they do this? This is one of my favorite. This is maybe my favorite city in video games. Um, it's so beautiful to look around and just walk around, and the water is gorgeous. Like it's it's based on Venice, obviously. Nero, um, which of the DLC have you played? I have only played uh, Gladios, actually. Okay, I and I'm not gonna just say this for simp reasons. If you like this game's city design, play episode Arden because you get to go back to like insomnia in its prime. Oh, actually, I would love to do that because Insomnia is very cool also. So um, I probably will. And you know what? I'll, I'll do that later this year. I'll put it on my list. Because they they had this whole design for a city that gets destroyed very early in the game. And they pretty much made an entire DLC so people could play around in this other city. And whereas this is more kind of a like Italian European city, Insomnia is like your modern metropolis. It's got a lot of shades of present day Tokyo, um, but with like fun little touches, like you can find places named like Astral's Karaoke or like Leviathan Sushi. Right. It's a beautiful um, world. Okay. So yeah, um the world so Insomnia, the city is based on Shinjuku in Tokyo, but it's sort of a cyberpunkified version of Shinjuku. Um it's a really cool city. Uh but like you barely get to see it as it is. You you mostly see it in ruins. 
in this game. But yeah, uh, as Kate is saying in episode Arden, you can go check it out in its prime, which is cool. Um, the highway and tunnel system is a replica of the Shuto Expressway and tunnel in Ginza in Tokyo, which is nice. Correct. Um, which was very good for me because I was able to navigate around this game without getting lost because Jesus, <laughs> I used to live in Japan. <laughs> so uh, the city of Listalem is the Bahamas. Um, I'll send a picture here of that. Uh, Alyssa, this is Listalem, which is a gorgeous old town, but it, it is a replica of like the Bahamas. Um, oh, for real? Yeah, it's really nice. Um, and then Altissa, of course, is Venice, uh, which is which also includes exact scale replicas of the Piazza San Marco and St. Mark's Basilica. Um, and there are even exact recreations of natural environments around the world. There's actually even a dungeon that is a replica of a real cave in the Chiba prefecture. Yep. These are gorgeous cities. But for the record, for like about 60 percent of your runtime, this is not what no, you're don't tell seeing. them. Oh, damn it. <laughs> okay. You're out Listen. in the desert camping camping out under the stars. I had to break the illusion. It's not an illusion. It's not an illusion. You will see them. You will see yeah. them and they're gorgeous. But I had to I had to break the, I had to break the cell. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Alyssa, wait. And, but it's all right, because I understand that like if you're gonna put this many locations. Yeah. Well, look, well, look at these, but, but Alyssa, look at this. Look at look at this thing here. This look at all these cool things you find out in the world. The disc of Cothus. Let me sell you even more. So if you go through all these beautiful locations and you forgot to take like pictures yourself in the game's photo mode, the game does it for you. Yes. So there's a, there's actually, I did, you're right. I did forget that. So Prompto is a photographer. The one who you thought was Cloud. The one who you thought is Cloud. Prompto is a (laughs) photographer. And so when you guys are standing idly or whatever, like he's actually taking photo mode pictures of you guys. Like, And at the, the end of each in-game day, yeah. you as a party can review the photos that yeah, were you taken. Can, and like comment and on them. And it's stuff. so yeah. heartwarming, by the way, the way this is done. I think it's adorable. And I mean, occasionally he will get, because he is an AI, he will get some utterly ridiculous like ass shots or like yeah, people like falling over. Yeah, he's, he's at a whims of a weird engine in terms of how it takes the photos, but... but that, is, yeah. Oh god, yeah, the but, photo mechanic makes the game feel like the road trip that it is because you can, you can save so, these pictures. You take, he, he can take some really nice photos and it's very heartwarming. And it's, that every like, so often you get a choke in those ass. He also has a pretty <laughs> most of the time it's a pretty good job of like all the photos being a good compilation of the memories of your journey. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. is a, which is this a good is theme that runs around I mean, in the game of I haven't the, replayed this game in years. I haven't touched through. this game since 2016. But I still go I back to my photo log. <laughs> I don't know what the DLC did to it or what it will what the uh the patches did to it, so I'm so in the dark on this. Well, good thing you have me, others. Yeah, I'll be relying on others here, but in, yeah. I only have my own first experience. But like, with. even though I haven't gone back and played the game, I've gone back and looked through my photo log, and it feels like looking through pictures of a trip I took. Um, hold on, I'm gonna see if I can find this. Yeah, okay, here it is. This is the one. I'll make you. I'll make you guys cry. Here you go. It's. I know what it's gonna be. I know what it's gonna be. Are you sure. Yeah, <laughs> I know what it was gonna be. Oh. That it's very immersive though that it does that. Like it makes you feel like yeah, you're a part really of it. Like one of the boys. Also, did, did both of you pick this as your last picture? No, I picked the one of everyone at Cape Kyle. I think I did pick okay. this one. I picked my this last one picture. Last one, yeah. I did pick this one. Oh man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking cry. No, not today. Not today. It's not a good. A, not it, about it, this. Is it important to understand that there is a lot of good to this game still? Yeah, it's, I mean, that is, it's it's there. It's it has a, a heart. 
it has yeah, a the story has a lot of heart to it even if it is even if it has other mitigating factors that kind of yeah we'll get have some weirdness to it yeah. These these boys are do or die till the end best friends and you will be so invested in their bond and so, so invested this, in them. This the theme of this story, like I, I this is how I kind of defend this game is like the theme of this story is like the like platonic love basically. Like these four boys like love each other with all of their hearts and like it's something that like fucking Hollywood is too afraid to talk about. Mm-hmm. Is like, you know, like just friends like loving each other and yeah. like and it's just like i don't know they they do it so well and the conversation that they have like is so casual and it flows so well it just sounds like friends talking to each other yeah and then one of the ways they did that is there's just like the the voice actors for the boys recorded thousands upon thousands of just incidental dialogue and like bits that can trigger just while you're walking around like every time you play this game you will see new conversations that you hadn't seen before and mm-hmm. just they they their friendship feels real and mm-hmm. that's the thing it does the best and it may it not is. do anything else right but god damn it it does these boys right yeah I, you I want to continue with the development yeah, yeah. I, mean, I just I'm just thinking about, about these, these boys friends. um yeah so uh there were a few collaborations some famous ones uh include coleman camping gear of which all your camping gear is you know prominently labeled (laughs) and of course cup noodles noodles. there is an in-game quest in which uh gladio the the ab guy will ask you to uh, hunt down various monsters to harvest the perfect meat and eggs for the perfect cup of noodles. Yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty. It's it's honestly not a bad quest too. It's not. No, it's, it's, it's I mean, fun. he just man loves him some cup noodles. <laughs> I mean, Alyssa, this is like the equivalent of I if, if like I was in a video game and I had a quest for us to find Coke Zero. Like oh, I'm just saying, that's oh like God, what this true. is. They also it's, it's um, so they great. released a a, a Nissan Cup Noodle commercial that I actually saw very frequently because I was living over in Japan when this game launched, oh, and I okay. I saw they aired this commercial constantly, and it was like series of like scenes from the game but like characters and bosses and stuff were like replaced with cup noodles and then like like leviathan coming out of a giant cup noodle and then at the end of the commercial it was all the four boys sitting around the campfire eating cup noodles i was in japan i had no way of playing this game but i wanted to play it because i kept seeing that damn commercial on tv they ran it all the time the Final Fantasy Cup Noodle commercial, and then and all we got was that thing where Cloud is eating Butterfingers on that poster. <laughs> <sighs> well, there's also uh, Luna's wedding dress is Vivian Westwood. It's another fun tie-in. Oh, a real They're, life fashion yeah. designer designed the characters' wedding outfits. Yeah, it's there were a lot of real life collaborations for this. Um, so yeah, when they so when we get into like the monster designs, which I think is another strength of this game, um, monsters look very cool. Nero, tell us about your thoughts about Tom Berries. Okay, I love those little fucking guys. Listen, hold on, Alyssa. Do you know what a Tom Berry is? I don't think okay, so. Okay, so it's like a little, it's like a little guy. Here, I'll send you a picture. You're gonna love him. Hold on. Look at okay. Look at him running away here. Check this out. Um, so basically they're like little sort of uh, kind of like a turtley sort of a fish thing. Huh. 
Oh, wearing little robes. Oh, they're very. And he's got a little. Listen, creepy. He's got a little. He's got a little knife. And he's got like a lantern. Okay. And he's just like, ha ha, and just starts stabbing. You know. I think it's. I think they're very funny. I think I. I laugh every time what I was, see them. What was that movie that came out? Like I think in the nineties with like the green blob thing. Flubber. Flubber. It's kind of I always think when I think of Conqueror, I always think of their incarnation in fourteen because this is what they look like in fourteen. Oh my, oh my god. god, they're so different. <laughs> that is a little different. You're a little different, it's but a I love a little stellar talent. I, I like that this game like- lets the monsters be big. Like behemoths will yes. like power over you. When you fight the recurring um, this was added later in the game, so Niram and Jacob, you may not have played this, but no. they added in the Adamantoids, like a recurring oh, I know boss yeah. from throughout the Final Fantasy series, which is a, a mountain turtle, and in this case. He's literally disguised as a mountain. Yes. So let's talk about the Adamantoids because he takes three real days to fight. Oh, man. No, he doesn't. I beat him in a minute. Um, yeah, you can you can definitely speed it up if you level up first. But yeah, there is a mountain that is no, the you just spam the ring of the Luci until it the auto kill proc. He's not immune to it. Oh, okay, gotcha. You and then you it. just farm him over and over again for tons it's, of XP with the ring of the Luci. It and sounds like you you're ready for Elden Ring, ring Kate. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much the whole game. You can keep your Elden Rings. I'll I'll take the ring of the Luci. Yeah, I want I want a hundred and fifty whatever dead kings talking in my in my mind. Yeah. Um so yeah, the behemoth, there's I remember I remember distinctly seeing a naga down by the river, like yep. one of the, in its snake form, and I was like I remember just being like, Holy shit, that looks fucking scary. And I was just like, What a beautiful scene with this thing like hanging out around the river like down the side of this cliff and i was like let's go fucking fight it yeah um the I monsters really like, like monsters. live in the world like you'll see like like cockatrice defending their young like you can come across a nest and the oh mother will get pissed at you what were the fucking like zebra looking things or whatever they were oh i know what you you're know talking, talking about? about they were so innocent sorry what's happening sorry something happened in the background yeah i heard that i was just curious sorry. what it was it's yeah okay. no, uh, someone will put the TV on. It's fine. Okay, it's fine. Um, so yeah, um, Moogles were originally cut from the game. Unfortunately. By the way, Alyssa, here's the Adamantoids with the your car for scale. That's how big the boss is. Yeah. Uh, oh holy shit! Okay, small, that's a big and boy. these monsters feel big and terrifying. Yeah. That's a big boy. Okay. Also, Alyssa, this is what a Moogle is. This is what you were at the beginning. <laughs> I've seen one of those. I have seen one of those. Yeah, they're so cute. And they say Kapow! I like their nose. So, the um, Moogles were originally cut from the game because they weren't dark and serious enough, but there was a Twitter, there was a Twitter poll and uh, fans overwhelmingly out, uh, cried out for Moogles to return, and so they basically put a last-minute reference in. Uh, as well as a time-locked uh, Moogle carnival event. Oh! <gasps> Oh my god, they changed him. Yeah, you get you get a costume and there's also a plushie you can get. Mm. Yeah. Man, am I gonna am I gonna download this game again? Yeah, you are. No, no, no. I can't. You played Royal Edition? Because yeah, you are. I do have the Royal Edition. Um Well, there's added content. Play Royal Edition. Yeah. Okay. So additional music was recorded by Florence and the Machine, including a performance of Stand By Me. And two original songs that they created based on the world of Final Fantasy XV. I um, still cannot hear "Stand by Me" without crying. I that song it plays at the beginning. It's a, very, it's a gorgeous rendition of it. Like, highly recommend you check that out. 
I mean, I loved that song already, but putting it in this game just made it so special. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a bunch of stuff here about like the engine and like fucking polygons and stuff. Who gives a shit? Let's continue. Anyway, they, they were able to do crazy stuff with the engine, basically, once they moved to the luminous engine. Sums it up. I mean, as you can uh, see, it's a pretty game. The monsters look great. The car yeah. looks great. I mean, it looks good. So and one interesting thing when they did the localization was um, to show like that there are characters from other parts of the world, too. For example, Ignis is British, even though the other three main characters are, you know, speak with American accents. And remember um, that he is British because he says things in his British accent. And he yeah. says one thing in particular. I've discovered a new recipe. That's it. <laughs> um. So Alyssa Ig- Ignis, the science one, your science boy. He's a he's like a chef. That's his other yeah. thing. So like how Prompto's um, your photographer. Noctis's thing is fishing. And fishing, yes. Yeah. What does Gladio do? Survivalist. He can like make yeah. medicine and like he can scavenge things around the world to make items uh on the go like herbs mm-hmm. and remedies or cup noodles gladio sounds like my kind of guy <laughs> i like you <laughs> if you like a if you want like a big sort of daddy um who can like also like you know just keep you alive out in the wild <laughs> against the forces of nature that's your guy gladi doesn't rhyme with daddy for nothing jesus <laughs> hey i'm not the first one in the fandom is anyone calling that. him daddy oh they oh, call no. him daddy they absolutely do Alyssa, I just remember a fucking like Quidditch video that strike me with haste, father. Stop. Stop. <laughs> um, okay. So um they also tried to move away, uh, made a conscious effort to move away for like Final Fantasy esoteric terminology to make things kind of more accessible for newcomers. Um like so they used words like astral and demon, like and they t- they also decided to try to bring bring in like weird speech length speech patterns for uh some of the the creatures for like the gods um this was really interesting though they they actually um changed uh some of the characters names too like for instance in the japanese version uh cindy's name is sydney but it's c-i-d-n-e-y but they just changed it to cindy in english um probably i mean i don't know do we do we need to do that? Or I love how you can have like Noctis and Gladiolus meeting Dave. Look, Noctis is here, Gladiolus is here, Sydney? No, no, no. That's a little bit too crazy. <laughs> like the, the people that you meet like have just the most normal names and come across as like just the most normal people. It's it's really hilarious. Right. So um Tabata has revealed that the main reason for the delays in Final Fantasy's release were related to localization and debugging because they wanted to have a simultaneous worldwide release. Um this meant that the localization had to happen alongside the game production and did not allow like for extra time for for tweaks and things like that. So in addition to being released with the French and German dubs and text translation for these regions, it was also localized for Latin America with Latin American Spanish and Brazilian Portuguese. And this, this was a f- this sort of collaborative process for translation uh, with teams mm-hmm. would would move into Final Fantasy fourteen development as well with two okay. okay, I guess that makes sense timing wise. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, we can l- let's let's talk a little bit more about like the actual game itself. So I want to talk about the gameplay. So Alyssa, you may know that Final Fantasy is sort of known for having a you know turn-based hardy combat system but 
Final Fantasy 15 is actually completely live combat. Um, it is not turn-based. Um, it was a, I think it was a little bit of a rough transition. They got a few things right, and I think there's a few things they could have done better. Um, I don't know. So I think have uh, Kate and, and Jacob, have you guys both played 7 Remake? Yes. Uh, yes, I haven't okay. finished. Oh, okay. Uh, to, so to me, 15 feels like kind of a... a a demo for what they were trying to get done and then like seven remake feels like they figured it out one thing i will I can kind of see that yeah one thing i will praise about the combat is um as is they really make good use of the environment this the fact yeah. that these battles are taking place in a wide space so noctis as your player character his special ability is warp which is a teleport ability. And it really allows you to kind of, you get this battlefield mobility that really works out. You can like go, like you can like warp to the top of like rock formations or telephone poles and then like ambush your enemy. So they, that's the one part I will defend and say, I think warping was a great idea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. That was, that's easily the most fun part of the game. Um, They had this big battlefield and they not like with all this cool, well-designed world. And they kind of acknowledge that with that. So, nice. I'm going to be the negative person in this in this area for Final Fantasy <laughs> 15. So, uh, in terms of the gameplay, uh, not in counting the being the like fighting bosses and like hanging out with your bros sort of gameplay, um, I wasn't really a fan of how much of the game is one button for combat, especially like ancillary enemies or like secondary enemies that you fight. You are holding down one button, and that is a lot of the game. Like anytime you're fighting, you're just holding down one button for attacking. It's a, it's a good button. <laughs> it's it for me. It got very, very boring very, very quickly, and that is a lot of like you get these really flashy animations, but then you see those flashy animations over and over and over again. Um, it reminded me of an MMO, but without, but without, but MMOs tend to get more complex with that kind of stuff over time. And 15 for me didn't, un- other than for bosses. And for the notable third act of the game, the final stretch. Yeah. Notably Um, where the gameplay changes quite a bit. They did change it up in later updates that allowed you to switch which of the boys you were playing as. Uh, And they do vary somewhat in play style. Uh, Gladio being more of a tank, Prompto is more agile, Ignis is more magic focused. So that gives you some variety. But yes, the one button is a huge problem. Yeah, that's my issue is like, the combat has a few interesting ideas that I think would tra- that, that did tr- unfortunately did not translate to other games that could have been used utilized like the warping system. But in terms of uh, the overall th- it, uh, combat was was usually my biggest attractor of the game. It was usually what I had the little the least amount of fun with because it was like for bosses it was cool and were great set pieces. But when you when it's not the bosses, it was that. So that's me being the negative Nancy in this situation. <laughs> Okay. No, that's fair. I, I mean, I think there's, uh, the, yeah. Okay. I think that the environments do a lot of of lifting for for enjoying that kind of, for the the combat. Basically, I guess that that's probably what I would say. My cat is here. My cat, who is named after Final Fantasy right. fifteen, is in this room. <laughs> this is my cat. Final Fantasy fifteen. Oh, her name is Izunia. Shut your mouth. Okay. Um. So yeah, just to kind of finish up on on the actual game's like release, um, it released in uh, in 2016 on a uh, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, 
and uh, generally positive. I mean, like actually pretty positive reviews from critics. Uh, it eventually from, would be ported to PC and yep. Google Stadia. <laughs> yes, don't worry about that. Um, so I actually played it on PC. I actually was waiting for it to come to PC, and I think I like pre-ordered it and everything, the Royal Edition, and I started playing it day one. Um, one thing I want to shout out for the PC version is that they launched it with Steam Workshop, and they actually had a bunch of people at Square Enix make up mods to, so that they were there on launch day. Um, and there were some really fun mods in there. I um, People get kind of angry when I tell them this, but there was a mod that uh, turns your whatever sword Noctis is holding into a very elongated cactar. <laughs> yeah. And I had that on from before they started the game until the very end. So I never saw Noctis hold any, any other weapon. <laughs> I have not played with it myself, but there is a mod that turns all three of your companions, other than Noctis, into recolored Shreks. <laughs> there are some very good mods for this game, um, mm-hmm. which is why, like, I was like kind of excited for Seven Remake to come to PC. I was like, there are gonna be some good mods, and then like they shout out the PC version and it's Epic exclusive, and nobody cares. <laughs> so that's great. Um, anyway, this game pulled an 85 on Metacritic, so really well received by critics, actually, and originally had was well received by fans. Uh, fan appreciation has tapered off over the years. I um, still love it. Yeah, generally, people are pretty mixed on this one. I don't think many people outright hate it, because it is a lot of people fall back on that same like thing Kate said earlier, like, yeah, it's a good game. It's just not like a good Final Fantasy game. You can, there's a way you could approach final fantasy 15 in like a really really positive light like because a lot has been made clear about how fragmented and tear and like swiss how swiss cheese the development ended up being yeah a fragmentary passage even yeah (laughs) 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 yeah but it's like it, it was a, a Frankenstein's monster of like of like anime novels, interviews, like DLCs and spinoffs and trailers. Yeah. And like what did all this kind of Frankenstein monster trying to cover every hole of the Swiss cheese, but it also exposed every single part of the Swiss cheese also as it took over. So it had but you can take that for what it you could take that. But like there's also this positive thing of like. Frankenstein's monster had a heart. Frankenstein's monster yeah, knew yeah, how to yeah. love. Boy's adventure of like joy and like how eternal summer and how like this, like these this playing with the bros and like being with the bros sort of thing. Like Noctis rejects his destiny. Like why 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 would he not do this when he has all these friends and has so much fun riding a chocobo or collecting little frogs? Like yeah. Uh, you, you it's kind of like a view a purview for the player like they feel the same way if responsibility comes by why would you think about the responsibility versus the the fun stuff that you're doing with friends right? yeah and i think that's a good part of that game like it's like captures the heart of like you can look at all the good moments what prompto captures with his camera and forget about all the bad ones and that's kind of like what the game can try to leave you with yeah. yeah, that was my extended um, monologue about Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Oh, you're um, right. I mean, I'll criticize it until I run out of breath. But at the end, there are still so many moments, lines, images that just I will make me break down crying because the story touched me. Yeah, it it really did. Like I I cried more than once during this game. Um, but um, oh, also a quick note: the game has sold about 10 million copies over time. So. 
not too shabby. Uh, one of the best selling games in the franchise for sure. Um, and uh, won actually a good number of awards too um, from from critics and everything. So um, it won, uh, or I think it was nominated for best RPG at the Game Awards. Um, and uh, unfortunately, um, oh, Alyssa, we have something for you in here. There's a multi- there's oh, a tacked on multiplayer mode. Tacked on multiplayer, dope. What? About- okay, so is Final Fantasy. Like the online game, how does that fit into like the Final Fantasy? What, that's are a you good question. To Final Fantasy fourteen. Is it yeah, the MMO? Final is Fantasy fourteen like a... is the MMO. Yeah, that's the MMO, the online multiplayer okay. one. It is its own title. It's like it has no it. connection to any other Final Fantasy, just like the other ones. Yeah, so it is. It is one of yeah. It is. It is one of the most played games in the world. <laughs> it is. It is, it is competing with World of Warcraft right now. Yeah, my coworkers talk about it so much. Yes. I am a it's very big fan of it. I will do a sell of it at the end, near okay. the end. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think by the end of the year, it will have distinctly surpassed World of Warcraft in players. There is like, a tiny tie-in, actually. So Final Fantasy Fifteen is its own standalone um, game. Actually, but. <laughs> 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 there is an event, uh, non-time-locked, thank goodness, that you can encounter in Final Fantasy XV where you can fight some enemies that have been portaled over from the world of fourteen. Yes, oh yes, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Costumes for all four boys, as well as a fourteen inspired mm-hmm. summon. So there is a fun little crossover there. And there are, well, and fourteen is sort of a, fourteen is also sort of a referential, uh, it references everything sort of a game because it's Final Fantasy is so big and it being an online game, it's going to make a lot of like cute references and like, like text or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there are, if you are, when you have a subscription to the game over, over time, you'll get like gifts and stuff like that. And you can get like Final Fantasy 15 clothes. Yeah. Like prompto and stuff like that. All I know is the fat chocobo. There's a fat chocobo in the 14 event in 15, and he looks so good in the 15 art style and engine. <laughs> I love that fat bird. I'll save my my. I have a lot to say about that that game. I'm gonna keep bird. it for keep it for the end. <laughs> okay, so um, I want to. Uh, we talked about the characters a good bit. Um, any of the other characters kind of stuck out with stuck out to you? Um, I like Arnea. Uh, she's she's cool. Um, I think other people might like her for different reasons. Um. No, Nirov, none of the characters other than the main four stuck out to me in any way whatsoever. That was my that was my uh, ramp for you to talk about Arden. Oh, now is the part where I get to talk about trash, Jesus. Yeah. Okay, it's time. <laughs> wow, that was a big set. That was a big waveform. Continue. Okay. <laughs> so one of the problems it that Final Fantasy XV had throughout its decade-long development cycle is they could not decide who or what the villain was going to be. All three of your eventual traveling companions were, at some point in the process, going to be traitors who turned on you at some point and ended up being the antagonist you fought. But, and I think for the best, they ended up deciding to focus on the positive relationship between the four boys, and they axed the idea of any of them being the traitor. They also axed the idea of the main character's father being the villain because they ultimately wanted to tell a happier and more heartwarming story as the game went on. 
that kind of left them with nothing though. They had no villain until very, very late in development. And they kind of just pieced together a guy out of whole cloth. And they've just kind of got this cryptic middle-aged guy who shows up sometimes on your trip to give you advice and to spout creepy prophecies at you. And he's just, he's this fun little fixture who ever so often shows up on your trip and then, oh wait, halfway through the game, oh shit, he's the big bad and he's actually several hundred years old and a living embodiment of plague and corruption. And I love him. The end. (laughs) So at the beginning, when you get to this um, sort of beach area, there's like a nice... What is Golden it? Key. Yeah. Um, you get there and then there's just like this guy. He's just like kind of at this place and he just walks out like he's like, oh, <laughs> it's me, you know, kind of a thing. And he's like, no, he I'm doesn't, not you ask him. You try to ask him who he is. And he says his now iconic line that you can also find if you Google, who am I? Simply a man of no consequence. So, I mean, what I'm saying is that, like, th- this guy is, like, the most obvious bad guy to ever show up in anything. Like, But we love him! He walks onto the screen, and he he might as well be holding a cat and stroking its head. <laughs> like, um, but, like, I was like, this guy's, like, the bad guy, right? Like, what? And I think even the boys are, like, uneasy around him, right? Like, Noxious oh, yeah. is kind of, like, yeah uneasy around him because he's like this guy's the bad guy right but he's weird and unsettling and just this kind of off dude who just shows up to give in like several times that he shows up he's genuinely helpful he gives you cryptic advice he drives this horrific bright red midlife crisis car he's just he's kind of a lot and I loved, he was oddly charming to me and, and no one else gets it. Well, I mean, there are people on the internet who get it, but a lot of people don't get it. I find this guy absolutely hilarious, absolutely charming. And later uh, he was to finally get his own DLC that explains why he's like this and gives him his whole backstory. And actually he has a really uh, sad backstory where he was basically just fate in the universe's bitch for 2000 years. So anyway, I love that guy. He's a my guy uh okay no that's cool like i i think he's like a he's just like kind of weird is the thing it's like he doesn't seem to and like we said i mean he just doesn't seem to fit into the story anywhere because he wasn't intended to (laughs) yeah i mean they had to come up with this character super late in development and they they didn't make him perfect they didn't make him the next sephiroth but they made him fun yeah um yeah but um i think uh some of the other characters i liked i mean like I think Cindy was neat, um, but like didn't really get much development. And then can we, so Luna. Okay. Luna Look. got screwed. Luna got screwed. Hey, Alyssa, are you here? Yeah. So you know how your favorite trope in uh, epic stories is when the, um, when a, the male hero uh, loves uh, some woman and then she dies so that he's motivated to save everybody. You know that's my <laughs> favorite trope. <laughs> it's it's my favorite too. And well, I do I have a game for you. Um God. Yeah, so um sorry for our big old spoilers, but like yeah, Luna is is just trying to tragically kill about halfway through the story at, before you really get to know her at all. Like it's kind of fucked up. Okay, I did realize the movie I watched, it was actually the Kingsglaive movie. Oh, it was it this one. Like, so it was this one. It was the Kingsglaive. Yeah, so I, I do, because I remember, I looked up Luna Frey and I remember like seeing her distinctly because I liked her design in the movie because I thought she looked very real. 
like a very like real woman. Yeah. Uh, at least in the movie. I imagine in the video game, she was probably a lot more like perfect. But oh, she was fun in the movie. No, she she's fun in the movie. Yeah, and also she was voiced really by Lena Headey from yeah. Game of Thrones. The, the movie had a weird mix of celebrity voice actors. Yeah, so uh, Sean Bean. Sean Bean was the king. king. Uh, f- okay, I'm I'm gonna say my last little piece about my my villain Husbando. They <laughs> they could not get a big name celebrity voice actor for him for the movie, so they cast this guy Darren DePaul, who wasn't super well known at the time because this is before Overwatch blew up. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Reinhardt? Reinhardt. That's Reinhardt, right? And Reinhardt? he ended up impressing Wait. them so much in the movie, he he reprised the role in, in the game itself, and I will say just absolutely knocked it out of the park. He's have, He has admitted in interviews that he had the time of his life doing this game. Oh, that's neat. I did not know that. And and, and ever since, now that he's Reinhardt, he's often shoehorned into heroic roles. So. <laughs> I will be your shield. Yeah. Understandably, I well, fucking he, love Reinhardt. I love how fun it Reinhardt. is to cut loose and play the bad guy. And he is always up for coming back for that role. Um, he did his own DLC. He did new lines for Dissidia, new lines for this and that. Nice. So it's just, well, that's good yeah, to hear. Reinhardt from Overwatch. Fun, fun. He's... Such a good voice actor. He's also Revenant Apex. Yep. Uh, I think he like does voices for Smite as well. What? Darren Paul, if you're listening to this Dude. podcast, you're awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, Just so much. If somebody could get this on his desk. Um, <laughs> Darren Paul, we love you. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, the, that is a good segue into the extended universe stuff. Of course, we talked about the movie. Can I recant to you a night where my friend and I, as I was getting ready, because she, she also had a, uh, the only like, thing she had that could play like final fantasy 15 was a like a, a laptop hers was kind of like barely met the minimum specs but like um so the two of us were waiting for final fantasy 15 to come out like on pc because we're like you know we're getting like each other real hyped up and so to get ready for it we had a night where we sat down and we watched the entirety of the anime that they created for this and the kingsclave movie and then for some reason final fantasy 7 advent children to I'll clarify, the anime is a series of shorts about the boys as kids, and it's precious. Yeah, it's not again, the friendship is what this game does right, and it shows like some of their first meetings as kids, and it's cute. <laughs> so Alyssa, the way you were intended to play this game is to watch the Kingsglaive movie, play the first four chapters of the game, stop, watch the anime, and then keep playing the game. Uh, with the DLC oh God, sprinkled okay. in there whenever each boy... Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, so you're supposed to stop and play the DLC at each point in the story where the where one of the boys is like, "All right, I'm off to find a new recipe." <laughs> um, yeah. Look, if we've learned anything from this game, it's that you should throw spaghetti at the wall until there is no more spaghetti left to throw. Um. Okay. So you might just could, find a new recipe. Might just find a new recipe in there. Uh, so what uh, does anyone have any final thoughts on this game? I mean, they, are we going to bring up the canceled DLC? Because that was a thing. Oh my god, you're right. I am sorry. I totally very quickly t- mention it. Yes. The game got a set of three uh, at DLC called episodes, as we just mentioned, focusing on the other four, other three non-Noctis boys and what they were up to. Yeah, I, I separate out the boys into the Noctis and the non-Noctis. The non-Noctis. And they were originally going to do a second wave of four DLCs, one of which was voted on by fans. So... The one that was voted on by fans, they ended up voting for a certain best character. 
and it, it was going to be a DLC exploring his past. We were all, and then we were going to get a set of three DLC outlining an all a completely alternate timeline and brand new ending for the game. Unfortunately, due to a lot of reasons, all of the DLC except of the second wave, except that first one, was canceled. The first one, episode Arden, did get released. is very fun. Go play it. The other three were released in a bundle in a bundle as a book called Dawn of the Future, and they are awful. Please do not read them. Okay, we talked so much that we were canceled by Zencaster. So shout out to that part. Anyway, don't read the novel. It's a weird alternate timeline where they decide to make Bahamut the bad guy for some reason, decide to give their make their villain like a Uru redemption pretty boy. They minimize redemption pretty boy? Like, I don't know. They make him not evil, and the evil was the fun part. Alright, that's good. I got it. I was looking for an episode title. I got it. <laughs> what? Wait, what's the episode title? <laughs> Redemption Pretty Boy? Yeah, sure. No, it better not be. That is not how you sum up this game. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, it definitely is, actually. You know, it definitely the is not. Up the podcast. Um Okay. So um real quickly, I do want to ask, like, what briefly do you guys want from Final Fantasy 16 following this? Oh man. Uh Honestly, knowing what I know about Final Fantasy 16 and the combat directors it has from uh, some of the Capcom team, I'm hoping for some really good combat. Yeah, it's the actual combat director from Devil May Cry 5. Yeah, I'm super so. excited for that. Uh, I'm very interested to see. So every time there's a new Final Fantasy game mainline, a lot of games from the same uh, from the same sort of uh, develop like Square Enix. Uh, tend to like share assets so a lot of the games look similar i'm we're starting to notice this now with a lot of square enix games coming out with this like sort of medieval aesthetic sort of i'm interested to see with what uh because a lot because that's what 16 has looked like the sort of dark grimy sort of medieval aesthetic mm-hmm. i'm curious to see how, how they pull that off it's this new era of this sort of aesthetic and it's been with final fantasy origin now and i'm curious how well six how 16 will differ aesthetically yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's that's fair. I, I think I'm pretty much with you on that. Um, I'm just excited to see oh, a new game so that people will stop talking about how much they hated Final Fantasy. I actually 100%. I forgot. 100%. Hey, we forgot to talk about how great the music is of Final Fantasy 15. Well, it's it's got some good works from Yoko Shimomura. Uh, the Florence Machine song, Too Much Is Never Enough, is fantastic. Oh, yeah. The whole, yeah. All yeah. Three of those are good. Yeah. And um, uh, I really like the some of the songs in the soundtrack from Final Fantasy 15, like Hammerhead or Hunter v. Hunted, which I think are really, really good, or the Nelfi Empire. Another thing to shout out is that when you're driving around the open world, which, by the way, Alyssa, I don't know if we we really got down to this, but all those good cities that you saw, now imagine that there's an empty desert with no features or anything in it for about 30 minutes of travel time. Sometimes there's a cactus. Sometimes there's a cactus. Most of the game. But when you're driving around on the road with your boys, you can play all of the songs from the previous Final Fantasy games on the radio while you're driving cute. around. It's cute. You could be like me and listen to only One Winged Angel over and you over. Could. You could do that. Um, and you should. Okay. You could also decorate your car in like any color and put on decals, and I made were, mine look like a taxi. They were missing quite a few tracks, but as far as I'm aware, they uh, with the updates, it's now pretty much everything. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, all right. Awesome. So, I made my car um, look like a taxi. 
This is where I will now quickly and summate a quick summation of two minutes sum up okay why you should play final fantasy 14 <laughs> all right two minutes go all right so 14 that is the mmo you were hearing about Alyssa is it's sort of this um uh how to describe it it's the, this mmo that's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger because it didn't start out great it started off a terrible terrible 1.0 release absolutely awful one of the worst games ever but then 2.0 just completely repackaged it and remastered it redid everything like just completely grazed earth made a new game sort of and it's this nice sort of fantasy uh vibe of like you're basically saving the world from the empire sort of this sort of fascist figure but what's really interesting about the game is how the story has progressed in ways that i can't spoil it's the big part of this is the big crux of this game you could totally get away with watching cutscenes, sort of or some mm-hmm. there's probably some let's player or whatnot. I would recommend because there's new patches coming out that will change it that you could just play it by yourself and have a good time for the most part. I'm also willing to teach anybody and also play with people here if you're on the same data center because uh, I play this game a lot. Uh, there's it's got this nice story that's also it has major changes and plot twists like. The free trial of the game you know, goes up from the original game to Heaven's Ward. And Heaven's Ward is this sort of dragons uh, and the church and like all these things. And your boys, you get your boy, your boys to fawn over, which I fawn over, <laughs> which I fawn over a lot. And, and one or two girl characters. And they're, it's really, really good story. And also gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous music. So also you get um, cute, cute mugles cute moogles which i'm going to pose a picture of and that and that will end my story because we were talking about moogle pictures this is what the moogles look like in uh final fantasy 14 they're little messengers oh my god i love them they're so cute (laughs) so that's what they look like in there (laughs) look at the little cute sword he has (laughs) so many different outfits so talented yeah so that's my cell of final fantasy 14 nice um yeah uh if you want to play an mmo that's probably the one to do yeah it's <laughs> in a good state right now um for sure okay cool well um let's let's try to escape here um from the from the clutches of arden Azunia, our one true master um <laughs> i think that hey i didn't say that you said it no, I, said, I said it I'm, i feel like i had something important to say um which oh, I'm is, sure it was of no consequence. Oh no, not today, not like this. Um, anyway, so this this has been a, oh yeah, Alyssa. Let me tell you something quickly. Next week is a new Final Fantasy game called Stranger of Paradise: Final Fantasy Origin. This is a prequel to Final Fantasy One, but it is a Souls-like game. Okay? okay, so the thing that you need to know about this is that in the uh, in one of the trailers for this game, um, one of the characters um, basically just says something really rude and then pulls out and is it an iPod shuffle or something like that? Mm-hmm. It was an iPod shuffle. And he and th- this is in this game. And he uh, he puts in the headphones and he starts playing My Way by Limp Biscuit, and then he walks out of the room. I don't know how to feel. This is going to be the best game ever made. <laughs> It's supposed to come it's out not, next week, you said? It's coming or? out next week, yeah. Holy, okay. There's a demo out tonight, right now, on uh, yeah. PlayStation, and I 
think on Xbox. Yeah, I think. Anyway, um, check that out. Actually, I think the demo might be on Steam too. Let me double check because this this one might be. Um, but anyway, yeah, that game's coming out next week. Um, I hope it's I hope it's good because I think it'd be fucking hilarious if it is good. Um, but um, oh my god, I forgot Square Enix doesn't put their games on Steam anymore. Fuck that. Fuck that. Actually, Square uh, Square Enix only puts their game on games on Epic now. Which is fun and good. Except for some... Well, 14 has its own launcher. Yeah, 14 has its own launcher. Except for Babylon's Fall, which is on Steam. So go grab that. (laughs) No, do not grab that. Okay, let's get out of here. So, um, uh, uh, Jacob, do you have any other plugs quickly for people? Uh, Nope, I don't have any plugs. Uh, You should check out GG app. Oh, you should check out GG app because it's a it's got a good it's got a it's a cool game logging app that you should totally uh, use because I think it's a pre- I think it's pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool too. You should you should get in there. Um, okay, Kate, you have anything to plug? Um, just check out my articles on Game Luster. I did write a full review of the Dawn of the Future novel, uh, so you guys don't have yeah. to read it. Um, you can also always find me on Twitter at Darelettsintons, uh, pretty much tweeting about Art Nazunia at all times and all hours of the day. Hey, yeah, I, I do have one more plug. Mm-hmm. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, I have a YouTube channel where I do make music. If you want to listen to like one song I made so far on there, it should be called In These Cages. The YouTube channel should be called Tatsky. That's T-A-T-S-K-Y. If you want to listen to some music I make, I also make like curated playlists for months and like highlights. Nice. Okay, okay that's about that. Yeah. Great. Um, no, that's that's good. You're like maybe the fourth person who had a real thing to plug. <laughs> um, Kate had a real thing to plug. Yeah, I, I write. I'm Game Luster. I rank things often. Yeah. I've, uh, I've also written about the worst recipes in Final Fantasy 15. Oh. It's the tomato cake. <laughs> yeah, tomato cake <laughs> hey, sounds there's a there's a recipe, there's a cookbook for Final Fantasy 14 that might be of interest. It's a really good cookbook, actually. Wait. Ooh. By tomato cake, is it like a carrot cake, but like tomatoes or like called moist tomatoes? Whatever the worst, whatever the worst iteration of it that you can imagine. That's so it's supposed to be like a savory cake. Yes, <laughs> I hate it already. And none of the characters actually like it. Yeah, it's funny. Um, cool. So, Alyssa, do you want to plug anything else? Uh, I'm still streaming, basically uh, Apex and Valorant for the most part, but. We've been doing some of the monster camp, monster prom games. I played Titanfall like a week hey, or two ago. How'd you like and it? I loved Titanfall too. That was such a fun campaign. It's really good. I'm probably going to play through it again and try to do it in like a harder mode. Cause I did like the regular mode mm-hmm. and like, I felt like it felt fairly easy. Um, we'll see. And then I'm supposed to play God of War at some point this week. I'll probably do it on Saturday. All right. Nice. Um, and then, I guess my plug is that um, I guess if you go to youtube.com slash gameluster, you'll find some cool stuff that I've made, um, including some reviews, like uh, my review for Aztec Forgotten Gods went up today on there. Um, uh, hey, I picked that game for Fantasy Critic. Uh, let's just see how it's doing. Um, and I'm sure that'll be of no, it'll be of no consequence. Ah, yes, it got a 55. And so I'm done. I'm 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 broke. <laughs> I've oh, lost no. everything. <laughs> um, no, it's okay. I, I see this is, I came on a dilemma because I reviewed this game and I was like, this isn't very good. But if I kick this off my fantasy critic list, that would be insider trading. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Feel anyway, bad. 
yeah so we've got we've got other stuff also shout out to um our our video crew because um our review of martha is dead is now our most watched video ever somehow let's go it's twenty two thousand views that's insane that's so good i didn't know it was that many views why why stop watching it (laughs) no don't Um, tell people to stop watching it jesus Anyway. How many of the views were you, Alyssa, watching it over and over again? Probably. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it was at least 10,000 of those. At least 10,000. So, um, yeah. Anyway, check out that stuff. So, I think that's probably about it. Um, I'm so tired. It is so late. Thank you guys for joining us this late in the eve. Oh, um, man. I'm exhausted. Ooh, last shout out. There is a uh, YouTube artist, uh, Nate Wants to Battle. You probably have heard of him at some point. He has made he made a song about Final Fantasy fifteen called Reclaim Your Throne. It is a fantastic song. I would go listen to it. Also oh. listen to the Florence and the Machine cover Stand by Me. Also yes. by Also good. Um okay, great. Um and uh yeah, oh please also uh, you heard a in the ad you would have heard a uh that we have a you know sponsorship for NordVPN. We have like a limited uh sponsorship. So if you guys would you don't have to like technically sign up for anything but like if you could at least click the link in the description that would be like super dope and that super would be awesome. appreciate it soups um okay great so thank you guys so much and we will be with you next time so um i guess if uh, anyone wants to take us out on maybe their favorite quote from this game just sort of like really just like you know stylize it I'm going to look for a, a, a quote here. I'm going to say, I'm going to look for Noctis quotes. Oh, uh, well, my, my personal favorite quote is, uh, I don't know if this works for a sign off, but off the throne, Jester, the king sits here. Oh, that's a good one. Um, how about this one? You guys are the best. I'm just looking at a list of quotes now. <laughs> <laughs> he does say that. That's cute. Aww. You guys are the best. It's cute. Uh, I don't know if I have a good quote from this. Yeah. Um, uh, hiya, ha. <laughs> That's another one here. It's finally <laughs> over. Hi, I'm Cloud. Maybe not. Okay, maybe not. This isn't a good character. <laughs> um, My quote was good. Your quote was good. Do it again so we can get a, out of here. Oh, oh uh, No, let, let Jake go. No, it's not from the game, but it's a nice quote from, this is weird to say, it's a nice quote for, as someone who's Jewish, it's a nice quote from the Bible that kind of does a really good way of sum- of summing up the game. Uh-huh. Greater love is no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Oh. It was, nice. it was really good. All right. All right. See you guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. No spoilers, uh, but here's a spoiler.